Good morning. Actually, it's good afternoon where many of you are. My name is Janice Malillo. Hello, everyone. I'm Carol Sue, a.k.a. The Nani Boss, and we are two sisters. And a book. We are in the process of going live on our Facebook page, but we have somebody, oh my God, we're, we are just so excited to have this guest on today. She is authentically you, and her story will certainly resonate with everyone today. And we are just in the process, Zoom and Facebook are chit-chatting to one another. Carol Sue, how was your evening? Evening was great, got a lot accomplished, digging in and diving into all of our writings. We are super excited. We now have our book cover. So we're really going to kind of navigate how we're gonna actually do our live event to reveal the name of our book as well as our cover, which is literally eye-catching. So I'm twitching there, I'm eye-catching for sure. And we are now live on Facebook. So now, hey everyone out on Facebook, this is Carol Sue, AKA Naughty Boss and I am the Wellness Diva, AKA Janice Malillo, or vice versa. And we are two sisters. And a book. And we're super excited because what is today? It is Thursday. What's our theme today, Jan? Our theme today is typically trending Thursday, but there's just so many things to be thankful for. And we are excited and very thankful to have the the amazing Dr. Erica Brown with us today. Yay, I'm so excited. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, well, our pleasure, our pleasure to have you. And it's funny, as you know, we've talked about through this quarantine, how we've utilized our time and we've actually kind of crossed paths in different events with the, the Rise Up Challenge and Advance Your Reach. And that was, was that not impactful or what? Amazing. Yes, that was amazing. That's actually, the funny story is um, that Rise Up Challenge, like being in that challenge actually gave me like the, the final push I needed to say, you know what, I'm out. I'm out. I'm leaving corporate America. It's a wrap. <laughs> Let's go do this. <laughs> and it's funny when you really start to connect with other entrepreneurs and so many people from so many different backgrounds. I mean, look who we had. How many amazing speakers? And a lot of them, interesting enough, were competitive speakers to a, to a, to a degree. And they collectively, collectively came together and said, look it, we are going to rise up. We're going to rise up world. We are basically taking 2020 back. We are not going to let this pandemic side, sidestep us. Yeah, we got to pivot. So you did a major pivot. So we want to hear all about that. So the floor is yours, girlfriend. Let's go. So... Um... First of all, hello out there in cyberspace, Facebook, Zoom, all of you guys. Thanks for joining so much. I guess I'll start by saying, you know what? I was uh, always a smart kid, right, in school. You know, I was the one that got good grades and, you know, went to college for nine years. Um, and <laughs> Exactly. And got the degrees and then went on to get what I was told to do, get a good job, you know, get good benefits, good pay. Yes, I did it. And I got there and it was like, okay, this is not, this is not what I was thinking it was going to be, you know, it's all these politics and just everything that comes along with corporate. Right. And I found that it didn't fit me. 
it didn't fit my innate skills. It didn't allow me to expose my creative side. And it just really started to drain over time. You know, um, I was in corporate for 16 years. And it Lord like- have mercy. <laughs> yes, 16 years in pharma. And it seemed like, you know, every year it just became harder and harder to stay there. Um, it just, I, my, my spirit didn't feel well. Um, you know, when, you, when you're under stress and you're doing things that don't really fit to who you are, not only do you begin to manifest, you know, mental challenges, depression and anxiety, you also have physical challenges. So I was gaining weight left and right. And that's like a cycle, you know, you gain weight, you get sad. <laughs> you get sad, you, you gain weight. And it's like this entire cycle. So being in corporate just kind of wrecked me all around until, you know, you hit this point of what I call rock bottom. And I think everybody has their rock bottom, their, you know, uh, epiphany point, their I can't take it anymore point. And for me, my point came on a work trip when I was about to take my own life by jumping off, you know, of my balcony of this wonderful room that I was in because of everything that was going on in my head, all the fear, all the, the imposter syndrome, you know, all the feelings of inadequacy that was coming along with being in a spot that you just didn't fit in. You're trying to be this, this, uh, this square, square peg, right? But you're really, you're, you're, you're a square peg and trying to fit into a round hole and you don't fit. No matter how hard you try to force yourself to get in there, you don't fit. And when you reach your rock bottom point, whatever it may be, whether it's, you know, you're having now arguments with your spouse because you're so frustrated, you know, you are depressed because you are just so lost in where you are. Whatever your rock bottom point is, once you get there, you can't stay there. You have to pull yourself out of it. And that's what happened to me. I like hit this rock bottom point and it was like, you know what, Erica, you were not meant to be this. <laughs> you were meant to do so much more then what you're doing now, why are you staying? What's keeping you there? It's time to move on. And that's what, what I did, you know. Um, I, had to, I had to become fearless, I had to become bold. I had to become the person that I knew I was meant to be, who I was designed to be. And yeah, that's kind of my little life story in a very small nutshell. <laughs> I, I actually love how you just put that, Erica. And you know, we, we, we don't want to forget your credentials. You you went to school for it. You paid a lot of money. So you bet you you'll still be wearing that doctor right before your name. Heck yeah. Uh, Dr. Erica by design. Yeah. And that in itself, that one line is so powerful. I hope you know that. Jan, what do you think? Um, it's owning it to the umpteenth degree you know, owning your spirituality, only what your God-given right, what you were actually meant to do. And I would love to touch upon, if you don't mind, that rock bottom moment, because we all have had them. I Mine came in my early 40s. And what I remember about that was that feeling and that fear of helplessness and what would people think? What would people do? When you were at that moment, I would love for you to share 
what transpired afterward. Um, you know, obviously the spirit spoke to you in so many different ways. So if you could just share with us, like how, you know, it's enough to say, right, I'm going to step out of the shadows and this is what I'm going to do. But how did you start? So I think one thing, you know, when I was in that situation, my sister called me. That's what kind of pulled me away. I took the phone call from my sister and I had a conversation with her. I don't remember what it was. Um, <laughs> to be honest. Did she know, did she know what was going on at that point? Did you share or did you wait? And did, did you, did she really grasp the, gra the, the gravity of that phone call at that moment? So yeah, I told her cause I was crying cause she called and I'm like, it's just a lot of emotion going on at that point. Right. So I tell her and we have a conversation, but I remember her putting my niece on the phone and for me, I don't have kids. So my niece is like my heart. And when my niece got on the phone, you know, I'm crying and she's like, what's wrong about Erica? Are you okay? And I, something in me said, you know what, Erica, you are not just here for you. You know, you have your niece here. What do you want her to, to do? What do you want her to think? How do you want her to live her life? What would happen if you had done that? How would your niece be? You know, how would that impact other people in your life? Um, so that was one thing that really kind of clicked in my head was I have to be here for her because she's my heart, like I said. Um, I think um, to Jen's question, you know, kind of what did I do after that? I think it took a few things, you know. Mm -hmm. To your point, having, I have my doctorate, right? And that comes with a little bit of prestige, I guess, if you want to say that. Sure. So having, having that, that degree and being terrified of what people would think of me. Like you went to school for nine years and you had this job, you know, where you had a company car and you worked from home and girl, why would you do that? You know, having to think about that, having to think about what would my parents say? One of the hardest conversations I had when I was ready to leave corporate was talking to my dad. Because my dad, you know, he's like, you don't leave a job until you have a job. Right? That was kind of, you know, the mentality. So I had to get to a point in my, in my head, in my life, where I had to say, all these outside opinions, they matter. They really do. They just don't matter to me. I couldn't let them matter to me anymore. What I thought, what I wanted, what Erica needed for her own sanity, for her own mindset, for her own development, it all had to come from all in here. It couldn't come from external. That was one of the biggest things that I had to, to get over. And that, I can only imagine the, the fear that comes with really making that decision and really that declaration. I matter. I do matter on this planet. I have a journey. I have a story. And I got to get it out there and if the path to get my story and my courage that's got to outweigh it I've, I've got to find I've got to pivot from this what was perceived where my life was going to a whole nother direction so how did your how did your family embrace that and you had a great point that your your you you as a person had to matter first and foremost but knowing 
that with that comes, well, you know what? My dad might be disappointed. My family might be disappointed. What? And that takes courage to say, and I bet you just by your mannerism and the way you articulate, I bet your father was a very big support when he really absorbed the impact it was having on you. You know, it's funny you say that because I remember that conversation in the car. <laughs> we had our bonding time. We go to the gym together whenever I'm in town. With so I was like, we're in the car. We're headed to the gym. You can do this. This is perfect time. And I just blurted it out. And I I blurted it out, but I started crying at the same time. Like, <laughs> because it was an emotional time. Yeah. And you're right. You know, he's like, how could you not think that I wouldn't be proud of you or I would support you, you know, I want you to be happy. So it was an actual bonding experience between my father and I, and he is one of my biggest supporters now to this day, wanting to see everything that I do. So yeah, he's definitely there um, doing that for me. And yeah. That's that's so amazing. Jan, I, I, know you, I know you've got something to interject, like I can just see it. I... There's a thousand things running through my head right now. And the number one thing I think that comes to mind is your, and we're not talking about willpower here. And personally, I don't like that word, but it's more on a deeper level of connecting to what is in your heart and soul and what you wanted to achieve for yourself. I mean, here you are, like you said, after nine years of school, you know, Dr. Erica Brown announced, you know, by design. And how did you come up with that concept? I'd love to hear more about that, the creative process behind that. So for me, it was all about wanting a, a name or a brand that really spoke to the need to face screw society. Screw it. Whatever you think I should be, I'm, I'm not. I'm not what you expect. Um, and I'm going to be who I am. Um, and I'm designed this way. I'm designed to be different. I'm designed to be Erica. I'm designed to not be like every other woman out there. And you guys are too. You know, We're all designed for something specifically. We're all designed to have different stories. And that's what I really wanted to embody in the name Dr. Erica by design. Um, and I think, you know, Dr. Erica, yeah, I'm a doctor, but I'm designed to do so much more than just that. So that is so beautiful so on point. I, I actually just said that and I shared it with some of our audience because it is true. I, I mean, when you think about it, and Janice and I are obviously in the health and wellness industry in different aspects of it. I always talk about that. You know, we look differently for a reason. You know, God created us differently. You know, our insides are different. Our mind is different. Our souls are different. We're all unique. You know, you might find somebody out there that may resemble you, but they don't resemble your spirit. They don't resemble your gut, your mind, everything that speaks to you and that you want to share. And you taking that leap in you is incredible because a lot of people don't do that. And that was one of the things that really, really impacted me through, through this quarantine time and really diving into to myself and, and my mindset. And you're absolutely right. You know, I knew I had to pivot 
And I love uh, Prince uh, EA's, when he talks about, you know, you don't want your story, your journey to go in the graveyard. Right. And you were at a point where, you know, it really, truly, the pressure and the stress of corporate America, really, it wreaks havoc on so many people. And I think part of the process is getting over the fear and getting the courage to walk away. And you did it. And you did it by design designed for you and that's so impactful on your terms right and i think you know prince ca brought up one of those quotes that i love you know like our life is made up of two dates and a dash right the day you were born the day you die and everything in between is your dash so what are you going to do with that dash i didn't want my dash to just be she was a pharmacist she was in corporate america you know, my dash is so much more than that. There's so much more to me than that. And, you know, speaking of how I was able to do that, and I think, uh, Janice, you brought this up. One of the things that I say is, you know, for me to overcome my fear of all these different expectations and outside opinions and, and failure and all that kind of stuff, I had to be in my heart and not in my head. Because your head will try to convince you that you can't do anything else but what you're doing. Your head will try to say, Nobody else wants to hear you. Like, why would they listen to you? Your head will try to say, like, there are 10,000 trillion million million people out there doing exactly what you want to do. So why? Why are you going to do this? But if you listen to your head and let that little girl inside your head get to you and and just drive you crazy, you're going to always be afraid. You're going to always be fearful. So you have to go back to your heart and knowing why you are and who you are, why you're here why you were called to serve the people you were called to serve, and who you are. Wow. And that's kind of how you, you kind of push that little girl out. Right. And that is what I call the pot, the pattern of thinking. Mm-hmm. And if you go in your mind and you truly listen, and perhaps we shouldn't listen that much, those thoughts are there for a reason. but. It's within our power to step over them and smash them and own who we are. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And and I think that's part of, you know, really investing in yourself. And I don't think, and it goes for both, both women and men, but I think a little bit more for women because a lot of people think we're designed for a certain flow of life you know you you go to college you do your thing you get married you have children like kind of like this cookie cutter lifestyle right. and you know the experiences that Janice and I kind of really embrace is you know as that time starts to go faster and faster because it does as you get older you can't stop it time right. is a number your age is a number all those things they matter but they don't and I knew for where I was in my journey that I could still do what I love to do, but there's so much more. And for me, I'm not so much for Jam, but for me, I've had people really come out and say, you know, you're 62. Why, why are you still diving into new adventures? Why are you still like taking on more? And because I'm passionate about it. There's more to me than even though I am the AKA naughty boss, but there's more to me. And if I don't serve 
and find out I can't have value to bring value to other people. And I know I still can. So I think we're all designed to do better, be better, do more, be creative. Right, right. And what does age have to do with anything? Who says you have to stop doing what you love, doing what you enjoy, doing what you're passionate about because you are 40, 50, 60, 80 years old? Exactly. If you still have the mindset, you still have the functionality to do it, why not? So tell us where are you going now? You've you've collectively made this great, amazing decision. Yes. You know, we partnered up in Rise Up and Advance Your Reach. I know you've got some big things going on, and I want you to share with our audience really what's going on. So there are a few things going on, right? You know, um, I have to have lots of little irons in the fire. Um, so one of the major things that just happened recently was I released an ebook earlier this month. Yay! Yay. It's titled A Life Mindfully Crafted is a Life Well Lived. And essentially it is an anthology of 12 amazing women. And it's their stories, you know, of their career transition, their entrepreneurships, finding balance in their work and life and really finding their joy again within. And it talks about their challenges, their struggles, but also their solutions and how they got to that point of being able to make that that transition, being able to fight fear, being able to find their joy. Um, so that is a free ebook that we're giving away. Um, I, I'm so passionate about bringing women to a platform because I think that we have so many stories and we have so uh, so much value that I want to get people's stories out there. So that's available free to women. Can I give the, the web address? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's free at drericafreegift.com. So I would suggest, you know, go get that book. It's free. The other big thing that I have going on is I'm kicking off a group uh, workshop accountability group called Team Fearless. And it's all about overcoming, you know, all those fears that keep us from going after our goals, the fear of failure, the fear of, like you said, outside opinions, um, the fear of the unknown, which is, can be stifling, you know, you want to know kind of what the road looks like, and it doesn't happen, so how do you get over those roadblocks that keep you going to where you want to go to, so that's going to kick off, it's a four-week group uh, workshop, and that's kicking off on June 2nd. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, we'll have to so get those um, uh, links, links. On, the, on our on our live. So if yes. you comment on after this live is over, just make sure. I was trying to jot them down, but I don't have my reading glasses on, so that might not be a good thing. And she has <laughs> fatty, big, laddy fingers. And Dr. Erica by Design. It's all on the Here website. We Dr. Erica by Design. Yes. Um, You're good. I mean, that is going to add so much value to to so many so many and you have really brought uh, there's more to your journey i know there is there's some great things in store for you i'm super blessed and super excited that you know i i truly believe that life what we put out in the universe meets and greets other advantages to what there is out there you know you meet people for a reason and, you know, we just kind of instantly connected. And I, I love that. And we would love, Jen, would we, I would love to have oh my God. Dr. Erica on again. Yes. Dr. Erica, we need you to have you back on at oh, some I'd point. I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to. Thank you. Yeah, we would, we would be great. love it. 
Now, what advice would you give when you're at that lowest point? Because sadly, what people are going through right now, and it's funny, I actually did a live on this this morning, um, and our daughter called, you know, she's, you know, a young mom with children. Of course, the CDC threw out, you know, a bunch of, you know, recommendations for the upcoming school year. And my thing has always been, you know, look where we were eight, nine, 10 weeks ago to where we are now. So in another eight to 10 weeks, we're not going to be in the same spot. So why are we so, I mean, obviously we have to be planners, even moms are planners, but why stress out over the unknown when it may not happen, may not happen. So because you have, you know, obviously some experience in the medical industry, pharmaceutical and whatnot, what would you say, because so many people are now getting to, and that kind of worries me, the people that are going to start struggling, that, you know, the depression is going to really get a hold mm -hmm. of them. You've got so many that suffer from addiction. What would you say to them before they get to that point where you were blessed to get the call? What did you wish you would have done differently in that moment, or maybe not necessarily in that moment, but even before that time frame? that you would have said, you know what, I really should have, I really just should have reached out to somebody. And you may not even know that at the time. Right. Um, I think that's definitely one of the things, you know, my personality, I'm a very type A person, you know, I'm, I'm a recovering perfectionist as well. So you feel like you can do everything on your own. You know, if I can't handle this on my own, I'm a failure. That's kind of how I felt. So it prevented me from reaching out and getting help um, because you don't want to seem like a failure. You don't want to seem like you can't do it all. You don't have it all together. It's that kind of persona that you try to keep on. So I say definitely get help, get support. Um, I think if you take a different perspective and just looking at people and, you know, being fearful of the unknown, I think one thing that helped me was doing some scenario planning where you know you have this situation, let's say it's, it's COVID right now. And for me, it's like, okay, if X, Y, and Z happens, what would happen? What would be the end result? Like, let's be realistic, what would happen? Play them all out, write them all down. Once you write them down, okay, if this happens, how am I gonna force correct? How am I gonna make a change so that it doesn't become the negative thing that I think it's going to be? And for me, being able to see those scenarios play out and knowing that if the worst happens, I still have a way around it. I still have a way of fixing it. I still have a way of learning from it. That kind of gave me a little bit more peace of mind. And you know what? No matter what, I'm going to be okay. It may not work out the way I planned it or the way I thought it was going to happen, but I know I'm going to be okay because I've looked at all those scenarios. So. Wow. Wow. Um... I am just so ecstatic that you are on today for us to share being authentically you. And in closing, you know, I'm just wondering too, what is another little snip, you know, a little piece of advice that you could, like somebody's watching this later on this afternoon perhaps, um, and they're just like, oh. What's that one little piece of advice that you can give them? Mm, they're like, ugh, because they're, they're feeling stuck and stagnant or 
they just don't know what to do is that they, kind of question that right asking? they just like don't know what to do like oh my god i'm so depressed like i, I need to lift myself up and i just don't know how to do it i think for me when i get in those moods i have to go back to like when i was a kid right and i start to think about the things that i enjoyed the things that i like the things that kind of got my mojo going and for me it's music and dance so i often say you know find what you used to love the things you used to love to do before you became a mom and a wife and a employee and a CEO, things that we kind of push to the side because other things get in the way. Find those old things you used to love and bring them back. So like I say, dance and, and music. And then for me, it's also cosplay. Those are my two things that get me out of whatever funk I'm in. I love, on point. yeah, I love that advice. So on point. And I have a question for our listeners. What are you doing with your dash? How are you going to authentically change you? Carol Sue, we're, we're like blown away with this interview. I'm just in awe of Dr. Erica Brown. I, absolutely, and it really shows the power of the pivot. And that's one thing, you know, sometimes people say, geez, you know, that, that word we're hearing a lot of it. Well, there's a reason why, because there's so many pieces to everyone's life that is pivoted in one way shape or or form they may not know it this particular time for some it's more obvious that they have to pivot for others it may be slight changes and they're, they're going to connect the dots when we kind of get through this together but i always say focus on stepping forward we embrace where we came from always because we had to go through that to keep the dash going right we right. had to do that to keep the dash going. We had to go through failure, through hurt, through sorrow, through pain, through fear. But that's part of the dash. Right. Part of the right. dash. Part of the so dash. I cannot thank you enough. And I'm going to just say Erica. So I'm not going to, we already said doctor. Now I'm going to go for Erica. That's, that's a pretty name. Pretty name. <laughs> we look forward to all that is you. And we look forward to Dr. Erica by design and, and, and definitely going to follow all of that. would love to definitely have you come back and kind of share, you know, where you keep going. Because I think that's part of what Jan and I really absolutely love featuring people. And we also like to do follow-ups with them, you know, a month from now, two months from now, see what's going on, let's see what's changed. Because that is living proof right. that we're all here by design thank you thank you thank you so much thank you guys so much for having me i truly appreciate it it's been a blast and yeah thank you guys out there for watching thank you so much and we will make sure um that you have dr erica's links um in the comment section um so in closing this out today i just want to remind everyone be authentically you be part of your dash, an active part of that. My name is Janice Malillo, a.k.a. The Wellness Diva. And I am Carol Sue Reem, a.k.a. Naughty Boss with two sisters. And a book. Now I must go and dance and sing. Absolutely. Have a great day, everybody. Please do not. I'm going to get my, hmm.
That's right. Let's get it on. I love that song. Who's... Al Green. I love him. I'm going to go play him right now. Okay, he <laughs> sings that. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> I know. I can't sing. Well, All right. Closing in the shower, out... I think I can. But... Closing out the podcast on here. 